Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello there and welcome. God, how excited was I to say hello there. Hello there, everyone. And welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, the fellow with the great hair, although I have had a haircut since I last spoke and it does look amazing. Have a look, look. How good does that look? Anyway. That's what you get for £2,000 cut by laser beams. Enough about that. Let's move on to this wonderful podcast. And we begin with Neil Warnock on Chris Wilder. I'm saying the word on a lot, aren't I? On this, on that, with Jamie O'Hara, who's on the show. Blimey. Chris has done a job like nobody can see. I still don't know how they play the system. I watch it and I still don't know. Premier League clubs do not know how to cope with, with Chris's system. And I think it's great. The, the lads that play it not do because they just got the freedom. And, and everybody fits into that jig. And I think, you know, into, if it was a foreign manager that's come up with these things, come up with this new system and come up with this, plod, it's everywhere. Mm. Because it's Chris Wilder, oh, he come from Northampton, he come from Halifax. You know, he, he, don't get, he don't get the recognition. And it's an amazing system. He's got, he, and I'm, I'm not being disrespectful, he's got bang average players playing top of the Premier League standards. And now that's what you talk about man management as well. You know, these lads believe in what Chris is doing. And, uh, you know, good luck. The fans are loving it and, and I'm sure they'll do well. There you go. Neil Warnock, Chris Wilder, Alan Brazil's Breakfast Show, Jamie O'Hara. I don't think I missed anyone. Anyway, on now, of course, to the best show on national radio, apart from Trans Europe Express, Andy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Blimey. Sundays from 9pm. Anyway, the sports bar, as always, after a busy night of football, takes calls. Tonight was no exception. It was obviously the biggest sporting event in the calendar, the World Championship Europa League champions knockout group stages of the competition. Manchester United were in action, as were Wolves, as were Rangers, as were Celtic. So we took calls on that and more. Have a listen. Manchester United are through to the knockout stages. They beat Partizan Belgrade 3-0 at Old Trafford. Earlier, Celtic scored a stoppage time winner themselves. That was away at Lazio. That puts them through with two games to spare. What would be more important to you, winning the Champions League or that 10th title? Well, what one's more realistic, Andy? No, 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 but I'm just curious. I want to know how important that 10th title is. What is more important for you, a 10th title or a Champions League? To to me, as a fan, personally, winning 10 is most important. See, I, I, I kind of the reason I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I understand that. Wow, I don't. See, me personally, whenever Chelsea go into to a to a to a season, the most important thing for me is to try and win the, the Premier League. 
That's always the biggest trophy for me because then you no, you got you got a toil you got a toil. But because Celtic have won the last eight, is it eight you've won on the spin? Yeah. That yep. then that then would lose that would then be slightly devalued. I, I would then think Champions League now. I've, I've spread. You keep winning the eight on the spin, but I mean, look, you're a Celtic fan. I'm a, I have to accept what you're saying. I understand the point you're making. I definitely do. To be his, to to be history makers and watch that, I do understand that. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's speak to another Celtic fan. Tony joins us now. Hello, Tony. Good evening. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Yeah, thank, thanks for holding, pal. Busy right, night. Tony. Very kind no of you. Off, you. off you go, pal. Hi, Andy, Andy, who are you in the studio with? Because that's not Jason Cundy. Oh, <laughs> what? So, because he's being kind? He's being nice. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to him in the break. No, no. Said, What's the matter with you? No, Take no, nice pills. No, but credit where credit's due, Tony. And, and yes. What? Yes, yes. I've never even heard you say no, that no, sentence before. But that's... The, you've got... Come on. Sometimes Scottish football is too easy to have a pop at because... But tonight, you've got to say... Do you know what, Tone? If Celtic were to play Manchester United... I would come in in green and white hoops. Of course you would. McCundy! Jason, Jason, Andy, I I can't agree more with what that boy said a minute ago. Mm. I know, I do. Nine and ten's the the Holy Grail. Yeah, I do do get it. I do get it. And see you in in three years' time, if we're in the same position. Mm. I fully believe that the the whole management of Celtic would lower the defences on the league and concentrate on the on the Europe. So so does that change them? It when, was to happen. When you get to 10 league titles, it's it, you're not really bothered about the 11th, it's more about Europe then. It would be if we were in the position. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But who's to say that that's going to happen? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, you're, you're now picking if buts and maybe. Are you nervous? Um, are you nervous about what Rangers could do in the league this season? I don't want to take the shine off tonight, but yeah, a wee bit, a wee bit, yeah. But not on tonight's performance. No. And do you think that they've? Do you think one of the reasons why you're playing as well as you are in Europe, and also Rangers are, because you're pushing each other at the moment? With regards to the quality of football, aye, Celtic's dropped a gear. We've, we've had to drop a gear because Rangers came up to the plate now. Um, but don't get me wrong, there is still a golf. I believe there's still a golf, and it's fairly sizable. But when Celtic and Rangers play together, mm. it all goes out the window. Now, you may remember, of course, in yesterday's game for Manchester City, Carl Walker became the first English goalkeeper to save any shot in the Champions League for about three years. Quite bonkers. Anyway, Glenn... Yes, by the way, that's a true fact. Don't start Googling it now. That's a fact. Take my word for it. Sometimes I do lie for comedy value. That's not a lie. That's not funny. That's real. Anyway, get on with it. All right, I will. Glenn Johnson was on Jim White's show saying, Oh, I've done that. It's nothing special. I've done it before. Listen to me. Yeah, so like you say, first half didn't go to plan. Uh, one nil down, and we was playing pretty bad. Um, so Mourinho made two subs at half time. Then shortly after half time, unfortunately, Bridgie broke his leg. He had to come off. Then shortly after that, Kudacini got sent off. Um, and obviously, I was playing right back. And the way we were facing, I was next to the dugout. So as as uh, Carlo's walking off the pitch, he's walking towards the dugout, and obviously, he's going past me. So without hesitation, he just sort of chucks me his gloves. But So I've caught the gloves. <laughs> I look over my shoulder at the bench, and obviously as I've looked over, everyone's sort of turned their back yeah, on me. Yeah, no one wants that responsibility. Moon, moonwalked out of me, eye, li- eye line and all that. So I'm like, what do I do now? <laughs> so literally no one would look at me. So I was like, right, well, I guess I'm, I'm going in goal then. So I, I didn't think, just put the gloves on and started walking <laughs> to the goal. But obviously I've still got the outfit kit on. So then the ref was like, no, 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 you've got to sort of go off and... Get a goalkeeper's yeah, right. yeah. So again, no one, no one talked me out of it. Absolutely, everyone 
didn't want to know. So I was like, this fine. This is brilliant. So, um, so now I've got Carlo's shirt on, which made me look like I was about 10 years old. Then I've gone in goal. And the first thing I had to do was, so Carlo uh, got sent off for a foul outside the box. So first thing I had to do was defend this uh, free <laughs> kick. Right? And Lauren Robert, if you remember, yes. has got a hammer left foot. And I can see him lining it up thinking, here we go. And as I'm lining the wall up, so I'm standing on the post. And usually the second guy in from the end of the wall faces the keeper to line the wall up. Uh-huh. And it's lamps, right? So he's looking at me and we've made eye contact and we both just burst out laughing. Because <laughs> I'm telling him to like, bit left, go left, go left. So, and I, actually, funny enough, I, I, I don't like diving to my right. I can't really dive well to my left, but I prefer going to my left. Okay. So I lined the wall this up so This is working so well as a goalkeeper. Far, yeah, so I lined the wall so far up to the right that he couldn't go that side. So I'm, he has to hit it over here. So anyway, and luckily for me, he didn't catch hold of it and I just literally dived and kicked it away with my legs. But it's, uh, it's mad how uh, out of position you do feel. Time now to head over to the ginger fella on drive and he was alongside Darren Bent. They were talking about England, so here we are, Bentos and Ron Weasley talking England. Michael Keane, though, has been left out after the error he made against Kosovo last month. Still no place for Jack Grealish, though. Jack Grealish is the big one. Uh, and in some respects, as you said just then, the goalkeeping situation with Dean Henderson, but you said that we could save it for later. But yeah, you'd have to say immediately the one that jumps out is the Jack Grealish one because I think he's playing really, really well at the minute. But I also agree with what um, Gareth Southgate was saying is that for, for a lo- a, the first time in a long, long time, we've got that creative kind of midfield player role stacked with talent at the minute we've got so many young players that are playing really well in that position we've got some that are not even playing that consistently like a Phil Foden who can come in and, and slot into that role so as much as it's harsh on Jack Grealish because I think he should have been in the squad he's up against some stiff competition he is and I, I do feel for him because it, you know the weird thing is that Southgate has been to see him as well I know I don't understand. and this is what I don't understand yeah. which is why I think you're right every time he's gone to see him he spoke about him and he rates him highly but as I said it's just a case of like you'd probably look at him and you'd look at his, his rival competitions are probably like Madison and Mason Mount you'd probably have to say and, and right now Mason Mount well, he's been playing superbly well for Chelsea as Madison has as well they're, they're flying with Leicester so he can, he can count himself unlucky because he's got to be close <laughs> Now we can check in for the first time on this podcast with Hawksby and Jacobs. They had a very famous guest in the studio, Mark Bright, who's got a new book out. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Towie, but of course, I'll be happy to read about all the adventures he got up to with Lydia. I think he went out with Lydia for some time. And also, of course, he's you know from Essex, so I can understand some of the haunts he might have gone to. Anyway, don't let me spoil it. This is Mark... Ah, uh, not, not that... Are you sure? Let's have a listen. There was a lot of hunger in that Palace side you went to among the players. And I suppose it had a lot to do with the fact that you had a real life and a real mm. job before football. Yeah. Writing was the same. Alan Pardew was fitting yeah. windows. Yeah. A lot of guys in that yeah. team knew what it was like not to be a professional footballer. Yeah. Do you think that had a difference? Uh, absolutely. Play, play I think Steve. what Steve tried to do is get some angry young men. I think that's what <laughs> he, he uses the, 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 that term. People had a point to prove. People had been rejected and told, you know, you're not good enough. And, you know, he pieced it together, you know, brought John Pemberton in, Jeff Thomas came in you know Dave Madden come in and we had a we had very strong mentality Andy Thorne was a rock at the back Eric Young was a rock at the back Gary O'Reilly's last defender I think scoring the final and the semi-final of the FA Cup mm. um, you know Richard Short left back John Solarco coming through um, Andy Gray and Jeff Thomas were as good a combination you can have in the centre midfield obviously right in myself 
Andy, uh, uh, Phil Barber, uh, Eddie McGoldrick. We just had a very good, strong core. Um, and and we ran a lot. We ran a lot because Steve was big on fitness, you know, and we, we'd come in now, what, which no team would ever do, and you'd run on a Monday or a Tuesday because that's considered second, third day recoveries. And um, we put shift and you had to, we played long, we played direct to me. I flicked it on, right, you got on the end of it. Um, but, you know, we had five players who played for England. Mm. We had Nigel Martin, Jeff, Wrighty, Solarco and Andy Gray all played for England. So, you know, we were doing something right. And yeah, we, we, we I mean, obviously we got promotion and we got pelted. We went to Anfield and got done nine nil. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, those Southampton but players, that, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. I was, I was reading a piece today with one of the Southampton boys saying that they kind of, psychologically, it's been a tough couple yes, of weeks. Yes, of I course. Mean, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. it's sport. It's professional sport. You know, apart from a few people of a few teams, you're going to lose, you're going to lose more than you win. Yeah. You know, and the, so you have to get you have to get over it. You just have to. I remember it was in the days where there's no social media, so we were, we were lucky. You went. Out, I went out, crept out the next day, and got the paper. And it was all jokes. Everyone's just making jokes. You know, did you did you see the game? I left at nine. Blah blah blah. You know, it was yeah, all that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and 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 it ruined it ruined Perry Perry Sucklin. You know, it kind of like the, the Steve Copper bought in Nigel Martin, first million pound goalkeeper, and um, and then you have to. Show, you have to show your metal. You have to yeah. show what you're made of. Well, Angus Gunners. I mean, he's, he's he's been out of the team. McCarthy's come back in, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I that's bound to have had. Well, it Alex McCarthy's a good, good good keeper. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. question about that. And you know, he, he was at Palace. It didn't quite work out for him, but he, he's a good keeper. Um, it's it's really going to show what you're made of, you yeah. know, as, as a player, because obviously we bounced back and bounced back in a big way because FA Cup semi final against Liverpool. That was. It, yeah. I mean, Liverpool were the Man City. Yeah. You know they they. That was the last time they won the league. They were polished. They were excellent. Over now to kick off with Hugh Wisencroft, Darren Lewis and John Solarco was on the show. How about that? John Solarco, what a winger he was. Good work, John. Quite interesting that you guys were all so ferocious, hungry, loud, uh, and yet you had such a calm, considered... A fantastic man manager and Steve Cobble. He really was. I mean, he was a you know, very intelligent man, very quiet. I mean, didn't do an awful lot of coaching, had some great coaches. And to be uh, frank, he Steve didn't have Harrison. the background of but, many of you guys no, either, did he? But but, but, but he what, was able to manage you guys. Steve really well. was brilliant tactically. And he was brilliant talking. His man management was was fantastic. You know, he, he talked to me as a wide player. He would just give me little tips, little you know, little things he would say and, and the way he would talk to you. Uh, and exactly with with Wrighty and Brighty, he, you know, I say he just knew to how to get the best out of players. You know, Andy Gray was arguably one of the best midfielders. You know, he he really was, you know, fantastic, top of the tree. Uh, we had good players everywhere, but a, a real team ethic. But we we had to work to win games, and we had to work together. And you know, that side finished third in the top flight. You know, arguably it was a year when they let Liverpool back in. You can see that conversation going right. We can either let Liverpool back or we can let these South London ragamuffin <laughs> boys into Europe. They're like, okay, yeah, let Liverpool. <laughs> Disgrace! I can't believe they, that. It was, it was, you know, that was one of the things that you look back and I, we lost Righty after that. And um, you know, we talked about, you know, Righty sort of talked about that year. Leeds finished fourth. They signed Dorigo, Cantona, and Wallace. And, and Righty was saying, look, if we have investment in the side, I'll stay. Uh, and there wasn't really money and there wasn't really the foresight to push on, you know. So, you know, Leeds won it the year after. Um, went on to, you know, to, to play in the Champions League and, and do really well um, under David O'Leary. So it just shows, you know, we went down that season. I got injured um, and there was a bit of a, you know, dark 
period for me because I, I was sort of playing in the England team and I took back-to-back uh, cruciates uh, in the space of three years, which really knocked the stuffing out of me, to be honest. So, um, But upwards and onwards, just uh, ploughed on to 36. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Cundy here, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. 
is really will be really difficult for you to react in the pitch. You have to prepare, and you prepare all the games. If you were playing against Lincoln in the Carabao Cup, we prepare in the same way that we prepare against Tottenham or against Southampton. Nothing changed for us. We want our players always full focus, and the game will be really important. More three points before the international break have always a, um, a big impact in the in, in the teams as well. The result you can achieve or not, and it's really important for us to go there and to do our um, maximum and our best to win. Time now to head back to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and their guest was Chris Kamara, or Cammy, of course famous for that catchphrase, unpredictable, Jeffrey. Incredible stuff. Anyway, would you believe he has got an album coming out for Christmas? I sh- you not. He genuinely has. This is him talking about that album that's coming out for Christmas. Honestly. As a future we do with guests who join the show to find out a bit more about them, it's called First and Last Cami. We're simply ask you first and last questions. Uh, here we go. I want your first and last. Have Cami, first one. First ever gig you went to. You was your first gig. Uh, people might not have heard of him. He's still a legend. He's still around now. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Claire. Claire, oh, absolutely. Claire. Alone Again, naturally, yeah. is my favourite. Right. Uh, last, that surprised me, Cami. That has surprised me. I promise you. My missus used to like Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah. brilliant. He did a pudding bowl haircut, didn't he? Yeah. I love people who play the piano. Absolutely magnificent. That's how he was my first hero, and then Elton came along and surpassed him. Mm. Uh, last time you were starstruck? With Elton. Right. With okay. Elton in the director's box at Vicarage Road, the story I've just told. Yeah, first crush. Uh, first crush, my <laughs> wife, of course. Yes, good, good, good answer. Good, good answer. answer. Yeah, and La- I wouldn't be anywhere without her. Thirty-eight <laughs> years married, and she's put up with me for forty-one. Last time you cried. Um, unfortunately, uh, it was on TV when the Leicester chairman died. Mm. Uh, first outlandish big money purchase. I bought a Morris eleven hundred when I was an apprentice at Pompey. Really. <laughs> For £422. <laughs> the, insurance, the insurance was more than that. Last meal you cooked? Um, was that to think spag- about that? Yes. Spaghetti. See, he, he stays in Knightsbridge yeah. now in hotels. I know, yeah. Well, I did Swanky bake off, so, but that's not a meal, is it? That's baking cakes. So probably spaghetti bolognese if my missus was away because that's the only thing I can he's, do. He's got uh, a chef now, Cammy, isn't he? James Martin, he's coming in uh, in a he, minute. He, he is brilliant, he's cooking you up some prep food. Uh, oh. First sporting hero? Uh, Pele. Pelly, and last one, first time you use your fame to get something for nothing. I haven't done it, but now I'm a pop star. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What are you going to ask for? I don't know. But you, do you get a rider now? <laughs> You got to have a Bentley to the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, I think that's it. A yeah. Bentley to the Royal Albert Hall. So Bentley, are you listening? Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow. But there you go, Chris Kamara with his new album that's out for Christmas, Unpredictable. Anyway, time now for the best bits of the sports bar. Apart from the best bits you heard earlier on, these are the other best bits of the sports bar, which might include, I'm just looking at Tom now, he's the actual producer of the show, he's sat opposite me. Tom, will it include, by the way, maybe, he says, maybe. So let me know if it's in it. Tweet me, Andy Goes in 05. If it's not in it, I, of course, will quit this role of 
voice man on podcast. Anyway, these are some of the best bits of the sports bar. Sit back, kick your shoes off, take the phone off the hook. Enjoy. I'm calling because I'm, uh, I want to defend the band, a great band that you slagged off about 20 minutes ago called The Snuts. They're a fantastic band from Scotland. Right. I'm outraged. Right. I know, but you've got to remember, Callum, that, you know, we want, and this is for Josh as well behind the glass, we want some tunes that people recognise, not some jump. Up and they might be know, a good band, but they're not at the Callum, moment. But Josh, we didn't, well, you know, we, we want Josh, a bit of rod. Josh, Josh knows where it's at, right? And because. Next year, I guarantee you, next year, the Snuts, you'll remember the name. Well, that's so, fine, then. We'll play them next year. We'll play them next year, then. Uh, Andy, Andy, uh, I, rem- I seem to remember, actually. I listened to you guys a lot. By the way, I love the show. By the way. By the way. Uh, Andy, you, you love the Strokes, don't you? <laughs> Only when the wife's yeah. out. <laughs> right, let's go to the next line. It's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, carry yeah, on, yeah, isn't yeah, it? It's so yeah. carry on. Go on, just sing us, a, sing us a bit of the blue tones. How'd they go? Yeah, Where go on. did you go? Where's things above for you? Keep going. Have you had a drink tonight, Lana? for you. You don't have to have that to look Yeah, Jennifer. I never thought I'd say this, but I wanted more of the snuts. Uh, Well, there you go. There was no by the ways in this podcast, so that's it from me, Iwo. Maybe I'll take a week off and let Tom think about the mistake he's made, and then when I come back in a week's time, he'll go, oh, you are the best. We actually used Cuddly, and he was appalling 52 takes just to say his name. Oh, Jason Cindy. Oh, sorry, I can't read my writing. So hopefully in a week's time, he will understand what he's done, and I'll be back in the hot seat. Anyway, before I go, just time to tell you about some live football that's on TalkSport over the weekend. Chelsea against Palace, that's on TalkSport, live commentary from half past 12 on Saturday. Staying with Saturday, but over on TalkSport 2, you can hear Southampton against Everton, and then a massive game of football. Also on Saturday, half past five, back on TalkSport, Leicester against Arsenal. How about that? Three fantastic games, all across one network, so get involved. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy your life. And don't forget to buy Chris Kamara's new album, Unpredictable for Christmas. Would I buy it? That. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.